Cybersecurity is an ever-growing field, and representation within it matters more than ever. We here at the Other Side of the Firewall podcast strive to highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, people of color who have made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall into those senior and C-suite level positions. Aside from interviews of IT professionals just like you, our crew will have fun discussing the latest and greatest news, measures to protect yourself from bad actors on the interwebs, and sprinkle in some games entertainment as well. Now with that out of the way, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Ryan Williams, and today, as always, I am joined by Shannon Tynes. What's up, what's up? And LeVon Maynard. How the hell are you? <laughs> today, <laughs> on today's show, we'll discuss uh, the newest T-Mobile uh, data breach, as well as the escalation of swatting uh, for entertainment. But first, how's everybody's week? Man, nothing, nothing to complain about, man, which is a good thing. So did a little bit of studying, not as much as last week when I had time off, but got a little bit in. So I actually pushed my test, my test uh, date back because it's supposed to be next week. I was like, yeah, I ain't ready. I ain't ready for that. <laughs> so, but, uh, no, man, just getting work in, you know, enjoying the family yeah. a little bit and doing what we do. Okay. What about you, LeVon? Yeah, I was going to say it's the same thing. I mean, it's been a little crazy week. I mean, I know there's a lot of things going on in the world. We had some uh, stuff going on at the in the Capitol, but besides that, it's been pretty pretty chill as far as at the, at the home front. Um, just working, staying busy, um, playing games here and there, and uh, spending time with the wife. And uh, that's pretty much it. Nothing nothing serious. I think uh, um, I want to start getting ready for some maybe some certifications, some Azure stuff, and. Uh, uh, just enhance my my repertoire, uh, but that's pretty much it. How about how about yourself, Ryan? What you been up to? Oh man, pretty pretty boring week. I, I have been doing some studying though. Um, like I said, I kind of jumped off the SD WAN. I was taking a master class and it was it was killing me. So I moved over to um, it's called uh, Cisco DNA Assurance. It's uh it's kind of like a, a network monitoring tool uh, as well as it does a little bit of. Um, like remediation of your uh, your network, like automation type stuff. Like, um, so I've just kind of been digging into that. Uh, besides that, man, just uh, working on the podcast. We got the we got the group going now. So yeah, we have the we have the page obviously, mm-hmm. but now we have a group so people can can talk and uh, can leave us their, their feedback and ask questions and stuff like that. So pretty chill week. Yeah. I like that. And like you said, I, I've been watching uh, the that reality TV show called uh, uh, America. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. America twenty twenty one. Right. Off the chain. Right. It's off the chain. This is it's a brand new season. We got like new new surprise guests and everything. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's wild out there. Um, but without further ado, uh, we can jump into topic one. All right. So. T-Mobile suffers another data breach, emphasis on another, right? This is like mm. three, three years running now that they've had this. But uh, uh, the, the issue with this one, uh, approximately 200,000 or 0.2% of their customers um, were affected, right? Now, the way they try to ease, ease us on this one, right, is they're saying that no uh, financial information such as names on the account, credit card information, social security numbers or tax IDs or anything like that was exposed, uh, but it's your caller information, like who you're calling, you know what I mean? Who you're speaking with, texting with. I don't know if you've ever gone and looked at your bill through T-Mobile. I don't, Levon, is it you that has T-Mobile too? I got T-Mobile. Yeah, sure do. Yeah, yeah, I, think yeah we all I, got do. I got it as well. Yeah, yeah. okay. We all we, we yeah. T-Mobile, yeah. <laughs> so like, you can go and see like some specific information on your calls, you know, what, what you're trying to do uh, or what you're, mm-hmm. who you're trying to reach. Um, and they call it, what is it? Customer proprietary network information. Um, yes. So, yeah, two million customers were affected by that. They said they reached out to them. Um, if they were affected, I have not seen anything, so I was not in that point two percent array for me. Um, but still, this is something that we're seeing all too. It, it's all too common, right? Now, I'm not going to say T-Mobile is alone in this, right? That they're the only ones that that have these types of issues. But the fact that it's three years in a row now, right? Like it's it's a little yeah. it's a little disheartening. You know what I mean? You figure you would learn. Um, Cause I want to say, uh, what was it? 
this was a Fox Business article, I believe, right? I want to say that day their stock prices went down or something like that. He took a loss, and that's what really got yeah, their attention, right? At two point five percent, they were down in midday trading on trading on Monday when they published this article from Fox Business. So um, that's what makes them listen. Hopefully, right? Is you start losing money, all right? They just had that. Mm-hmm. Big, they just had that big merger, right? They're trying to prove to everybody that they're one of the big boys, right? They're, they're trying to chase Verizon and AT&T, but you got to do better at this type of stuff, right? You can't be letting these types of things happen. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't tracking that they had two other breaches uh, beforehand, the, the 2018 and 2019 uh, breach. But uh, in the notes, <laughs> I took it out because I, I, I was doing some editing, but I said, it's getting better, right? Like uh, 2018 was 2 million customers. 2019 was 1 million customers. <laughs> uh, now 2021, it's only, uh, you know, 200,000 customers. Yeah, yeah. Is it downward trend? <laughs> I'd like to see it at zero, but yeah, we'll take that. I have no right. <laughs> yeah. Silver lining, I yeah. guess, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like you said, though, Shane, hopefully they kind of like acknowledge, you know, what's going on here. And if it's, you know, if it's repeat offenders or the same, same incidents happening over and over again, there's definitely got to be some, uh, you know, something that can be done uh, on the back end, whether it's some adjusting some, uh, I don't know, adjusting some staff, whoever's like managing this, uh, this particular security um, capability of the of, of T-Mobile to restrict uh, access to these customers, uh, customer information. Or if it's like something that's, you know, you know, maybe technically that they're not doing it, something that's, that needs needs to be added to the system to make sure that it remains secure. Or if it's like somebody getting compromised within the, within the team, that's like, uh, I'm going to click on this link and it, and it downloads a program into my uh, database here and, it's like, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's make sure that the, you know, hopefully it's something that they can learn from, just like you were saying, um, just got to make their systems better. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I can't even see myself getting rid of uh, T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah. Sponsorship, right. sponsorship by them, but uh, uh, but it's welcome. When I travel, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they want to sponsor us, they they could definitely do that. You know, hit, the, uh, hit, hit that private link. But um, that's right. Uh, everywhere I've gone, I've had service. Like so, no matter where they send me in the world, like uh, as soon as I get off the plane or like even on the cruise, like. Uh, when I was in the Bahamas, they said, welcome to T-Mobile. When I was in uh, Germany, because it's a German company, right? So it's welcome to T-Mobile. Uh, Israel, Morocco, um, Turkey, like everybody has T-Mobile, like no matter where I go. So it could be that, like they're just such a, a big company. I don't know um, if they can handle, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, as many users as they have and protecting their data and whatnot. Uh, like obviously they have to, um, they, they have to figure out better practices. I, I don't know. In the article, it didn't say what country was breached or anything like that. It just said T-Mobile. Right. So I don't know how they're, how they're built. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know if they go on a geographical or a, a functional type basis. Um, but here's the right. but now they, and, and now they merge with Sprint too, right? Right. So, so, but but that's, that's the thing, right? So like if you know you're going to do a big merger like this, right? You know you're going to have more infrastructure to take care of. You know you're going to have more customers. Like how was this not planned for? Like how, how would you – if you had a small IT department, which I doubt, right? I mean this is a major corporation. They, they have to – hopefully they're manned. I want to I say that I think they are. I, I'm not going to say for sure, right? But like, right. if you're going to take in another company, I mean, you're going to take in most of their employees more than likely, right? Because they were managing an infrastructure, but you can't, you you can't, I don't even know how this gets approved, right? Without that being something that is, is, is thought about, you know what I mean? Because the merger right. just it got approved be last year, right? It was just last year they yeah. approved it because it, it, they tried to do it. I want to say it was 2019 and they got held off. And then 2020, I think it actually went through. So it's not like they haven't been seeing what's been going on in the cybersecurity world, right? With within their right, own company, right, exactly. within their own company, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I'll be interested to see how the how the breach took place because uh, they didn't really go into great detail. I, I guess Fox Business um, centered on it because obviously it took a, a hit to their to their shares. Um, yeah, so that was the angle, I guess, of, of the article, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like typically, um, with a company that size, right? I think they should have the uh, the means to do a better job of of securing the data. Um, but we don't know what the what the attack vector was in this this particular case. Right. 
Yeah, that'd be interesting to know. Hopefully, uh, you know, it's good to for these companies to kind of release information about, you know, about how uh, the compromise happened so that kind of like a full disclosure for us with the, what occurred and how they went about resolving it and how they're going to resolve it in the future. Um, like I said, I think it provides a little bit more confidence for their customer base to continue using their services too. Right, right. Exactly. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious if they did some type of compensation to the people that were affected, right? That they reached out to. So that point two percent, like that's less than one percent. Okay, I get it. It's a small number, but like, did you give them credits on their bill? Like, do they get? You know what I mean? I might, be, yeah. I might be willing to overlook it if you're gonna take like thirty dollars off a month. I'd be like, ah, right, three hundred sixty dollars a year. Yeah, that might be worth it. You know what I mean? See, see, right, see, right. see that I called my brother. You know, see that I called my mother. It's fine. That's right. <laughs> it was probably, right. It's probably probably just more uh, Equifax. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all yeah. the other, you know, data protection we've had ten times over. Like I have so many different people willing to give me my credit score. <laughs> it's overlapping at um, right. right? It's overlapping. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I already have that. You have to give me something new. <laughs> right. 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 I've been eyeballing, eyeballing that new uh, iPhone or Samsung or something. Can you, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's make, that, let's make that happen. <laughs> let's make that happen. <laughs> oh, you don't want to make that happen? Well, my lawyer and I, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Yeah. But all right. Um, I think it's a, a good segue um, to our next topic. But yeah. by that, I mean, there was no segue to our next topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. So, so I'm going to take you on a little journey here. All right. So I want you to go ahead. And everybody, just close your eyes right now and just imagine that you're, you're in your house and you're just comfortable. And you're like ready to. You're, you're sitting down for dinner. It's dinner time, and you and your your family huddled around a dinner table. Dinner table, and you're like, uh, you know, about to slice into that big old steak that you have prepared, and some like you know some potatoes on the side, some veggies. All right. So you're nice and comfortable. You get your drink. And then all of a sudden, somebody kicks in your door and tells you to get on the ground. You're under arrest. This is what we call swatting. It's a swatting essentially is when somebody um, as a prank, apparently, is to 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 call like authorities, law enforcement uh, to come to your house to remedy a situation that is not occurring they may say something like uh oh there's a hostage here or there's a uh somebody's in a life-threatening situation and then the the, the the cops come out to investigate and they you know they come like fully armed and fully prepared to uh handle the situation so swatting is being enhanced by the use of uh people are hacking into iot devices in particular like the uh, like the ring doorbell type type uh, devices that are that are connected to like your you know to your front door, so they're able to hack these devices, and some of them may store information like your your name, like your obviously your name and like your uh, maybe your your home address, and maybe your phone number as well. And so they're using this information to basically call the authorities on you, and then they'll live stream the footage of them breaking into your house to respond to this call on your on your iot you know ring or whatever uh doorbell uh device that you have so that they can watch as they kick in the door and you know ransack your house so this has been this is this is reported on a, a bbc article um uh, not too long ago and uh you know there's a there's a few examples of people being like uh you know getting getting their houses kicked in, the door kicked in and all this kind of stuff. And uh, it's actually like, obviously it's a very deadly uh, occurrence. I mean, a very risky and it can be deadly if people are actually, uh, you know, at home and they don't realize that the cops have been calling them and they come to the house thinking it's a burglar or something like that. And they pull a gun, the cops pull a gun, and all of a sudden somebody's getting shot. Um, so it's like a, a very concerning issue but I guess more on the technical side of things, people are able to steal these passwords. Um, a lot of people have been identified as using like the same password for multiple accounts for multiple devices. So they're able to kind of uh, daisy chain if they find out you have a, I don't know, 
they get access to your Gmail, they have your Gmail password and they use your same password for like a ring device that you have in your, in your house or some other, you know, other random IOT device. Um, they're able to just like hop around and use all your smart devices and uh, cause a little mayhem. So I think it's something that also we have to be careful of and uh, be aware of, but I want to kind of get you guys' take on it too. Cause um, I know if I was in the house and I was all cuddled up, ready to uh, go to sleep and get ready for the next day. And then all of a sudden some cops showed up. I think I'd be a little concerned. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. So uh, obviously um, this is not good to do at any, any point in time. Like it's a terrible idea for a prank or for, uh, for revenge or what have you, yeah. but especially in, in today's environment, uh, it could definitely lead to, to a death. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you gave us the article, uh, I was like, I remember somebody dying from one of these. So I, you know, I did a little little googling. Yeah. It was 2018. Uh, in 2018, there was a um, a 25 year old who uh, was trying to swat another player that um, I guess either was either beat him in a game or what whatever. Um, but he gave the wrong address, so he didn't. He was trying to swat somebody, which could have left led to that person's death. But he he instead swatted a random uh, father of two who was killed in his own home by the cops. Cause the cops are coming thinking that it's going down. Like there's hostages in the, in the, uh, in the situation or the person's trying to harm themselves or harm somebody else. So they come in fully loaded, ready to go to kick the guy's door in. And obviously he reacted to um, his home certain suddenly being, um, uh, you know, breached or, or raided. And when he, um, when he said or made a, a wrong move, they killed him. Mm. Yeah. And he had he had no idea what was coming. He didn't know what was going on. Um, so I thought swatting was pretty much a dead dead topic because uh, I know the federal laws are starting to go into place. They have the FBI involved in it now because uh, it's it's akin to calling in a bomb threat or something like that, right? Like it's um it's it's more than a misdemeanor; it's a felony. Um, but apparently not. I mean, that's not the case. Like now they're they've gotten so good at doing it that they can. Uh, I think in your article from the BBC, um, they were able to, through the ring device, uh, tell the officers that they need help. Right. Like, oh, he's going to kill me or something like that. Yeah. And uh, it's just as fuel to the fire, like as, as law enforcement, like if you're already thinking like it's about to go down and now you're hearing pleas um, from, from innocent people. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like super sophisticated, uh, but so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's uh, that's actually really scary. I mean, I can imagine being in that situation myself. And 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 they were charging people for this as well, right? So they were doing feeds from the ring doorbell, charging five dollars for people to watch online, right? So usually right. when you have these instances right. where people are hacking devices or whatever, uh, it's either for ransom, right? Hey, we'll give you your information back if you pay this or whatever. So there's still a, there's still a uh, a financial component to this, right? But because it is so deadly, right? Um, this makes it even worse. Like if, if I have to pay $200 to get my hard drive back, okay, that's fine. Right. I'm not going to die from that. Right. But coming into my home and, and, and like you guys were bringing up, right. Police are coming in there thinking someone's in danger. Right. So they're not, they may not be wasting a lot of time announcing themselves or doing whatever. Right. And I, and I'll tell you right now, I will admit this. I have weapons in my home for self-defense. Right. So if my door just busts in all of a sudden, guess where I'm going. Right. I'm not taking, Time to go mm-hmm. look look around the corner and see who's at my door or whatever. I'm going to my self defense, my means of self defense, and and trying to protect my family that's in my home. You know what I mean? And and right. this is this is, I mean, no, it's not funny, but it's one of those things where this gets me because why is that entertainment? You know what I mean? Are we to that point to where seeing someone possibly get killed? You know what I mean? On a, on a on a video camera is something that we need to be. We, we want to be charging people to see, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. It's just, that's, it's really incredible. I mean, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot of sick people out there that just like try to get their kicks off of things like this that, I mean, uh, I'm sure, you know, majority of the time they're not wanting somebody to be killed, but they're just trying to prank them and say, Oh, let me get the cops over there so they can like harass them. And then, go about their day but at the same time the the risk of somebody being hurt is very uh 
very high, especially depending on what they're saying to the to these uh, police officers, law enforcement, whatever they're calling, to uh, to to give them the means, a need to go over to that location to investigate. And uh, yeah, it's like such a dangerous thing, especially in this day and age. But, but your intentions are not going to keep you out of jail. That's the thing, right? I can say all day in right. court. My intention was not for them to go in there and kill somebody. I just wanted to get a laugh as I charged right. five dollars a stream for yeah. somebody to look at this. Well, it's not what happened, right? Somebody died right. from it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's just not, <laughs> I just don't get it. You know what I mean? Is it, it, are these people actually sick? Like what is, what is going on? Why is this, why is this entertainment to people? But yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Here, here, here's what you have to ask yourself though. Right. So we have all, we have the social media out there. We got YouTube, we got all these places where we can upload videos to see what's going on in the world. Right. So at what point is it mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to say we bought this on ourselves, but this is what people want, right? Like they want, they want to see right. people on World Star, you know, beating up on each other. You know, they want to see people on YouTube talking about cash me outside and all this, right? Like that's what we, we wanted, right? That's what we asked for, yeah. Now, now, now somebody's monetizing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the part that gets me. Like uh, with the the other case, the one the one involving um, the the swatting of the uh, the father of two. Um, I dug a little bit more into the article, and uh, it, it boils down to a wager of a dollar fifty. Like um, he lost, he lost the the game, he lost the the wager, the money, or whatever. And then um, he apparently knew the guy's address, whether he he whether he he did something to um, to search and find him, or what have you, or maybe he was able to to look by IP. I'm not sure, but that person did live there at one point, but moved. So I mean, like he. He had no clue where he was sending the cops, basically. And it was over a dollar fifty. And they, they charged this guy with fifty one different charges because he, he he breached state lines, you know what I mean, like some federal offense, uh, to to call the police and, and uh give a false statement and all that stuff. Uh and they they said that um when they breached the door because they thought that the uh the perpetrator said that he had killed his father and he was holding the rest of his family hostage. So when they kicked in the door, they immediately told the guy who was at the dinner table to uh, put his hands up, and he didn't comply immediately. But mm. obviously, they thought he was already—he's already killed somebody. So they put him down, right, for another fifty. Yeah, that's just sad. So people, people just don't care about other people's lives. Um, I—I guess um, the the best you can do in this situation because. Um, Obviously, they're they're able to get into the, these people's networks somehow, right. whether it be through um, uh, maybe a, a, an email phishing attack or um, just a weak password on the on the doorbell or what have you. You got to do a better job of of um, locking your stuff down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Make sure you have um, you know make use of a password manager so you're not using the same password for all your devices. Because uh, I think in this article they kind of mentioned that uh, that I think even somebody stole a password and. I think that even uh, one of the the perpetrators, one of the people that were hacking these devices, actually told, I think, law enforcement that was like they were speaking to through like the ring doorbell or whatever they were using, that uh, said something to the effect that, you know, I was able to hack this network and uh, you should change your passwords. Like you shouldn't use the same one for all your. Uh, I guess so, all your so they, actually, they actually have the quote in the oh, Levana. It right. says, after this, after this, we'll yeah. log out, tell him to change his Yahoo password, his ring password, and stop using the same right. passwords for the same stuff. Right. Yep. So that's, you know, that right there, they're almost like telling, they're like giving like a little education after they hacked their device. Like, this is what you should do. <laughs> uh, just to, you know, make sure you change your passwords on your devices and use the same, same password. Password managers are, are great. I have, I, I use one, um, and there's a, there's a ton out there. There's some that are free, and it's something that you can do to stick, you know, spread out your passwords. And they're not obviously like like I said, they're not all the same. That you can that when because when somebody compromises one account, they can easily find out, or they can even just test out other locations where um, you may have an account, um, even if they don't know you have a I don't know a Yahoo or what have you. They just maybe use your same username and. Put at, at Yahoo at the at the end of it and test it out and just try some other combinations. Um, so if you can switch up your passwords, have a different password for every account, every every um, service, just to make it uh, much more difficult for somebody to uh, compromise you. Yeah, that's the that's the tough part is uh, 
and when you have a, a hundred different accounts, you kind of gravitate towards um, one username. I mean, one password. You know, what I mean, like you might have a million different usernames, but you might have just one password because you remember that one, and it, and it meets their criteria, right? Because right? you have so many characters, so many letters, so many numbers. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a service one time where I, it was a minimum of sixteen characters. It had to be upper, lower, special character. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. And like you can't. I had to reset it every single time I had to log in. <laughs> Right, so, right. It's getting it's getting tougher and tougher. I I, I think uh, in one of our classes, I think they spoke to passphrases over over uh, static passwords. Was that a, was that a thing, or am I making that up? I think that that was, that was a thing. We we're saying that it's 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 harder for a, um, uh, a a password cracker to figure out a phrase that can change ah, right. upper lower numbers and and all that, as opposed to obviously. Um, a word from a dictionary because yeah. uh, as opposed to a dictionary tech they have to actually know a little bit more about the uh the, the person they're trying to um to breach yeah that's true i i remember reading something about that it, i can't remember all the details but you're exactly right something to the fact like past past phrases are like more recommended than even like uh just, a, just doing like a you know a complex one x at sign you know that kind of kind of like a uh like a jumbled up password they actually said it's it can actually be more secure if you do like past phrases, like um, like a mix of words that don't make sense. You, you know, it could be like, I don't know, Apple, you know, Pez dispenser, uh, speakerphone, you know, whatever. Some random like set of characters, set of words. You know, obviously you can change a, a few characters in there. But uh, they say that obviously it's easier for you to remember as well as um, they actually have calculations on how long it would take for somebody to, to crack that password using like a, crack, a password cracker. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you make it like a certain length, it's like, it'll take a computer, like, I don't know, they say like thousands of years, maybe millions of years, to, hundreds of thousands of years to, to even crack that password, um, even with the most advanced, like CPUs or what have you. Yeah, the length, so, the length part is important too. Yeah, that's true for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And then, uh, like, we're going down a rabbit hole, but um, that stuff's popped to my head from, from class, right? Um, throwing a, a salt in there. So if you have, like if you're a designer of a, uh, a web interface, uh, you don't capture the password that a person puts in. So if their, if their password is like Apple C2, you're not getting that. You're getting a hash of Apple C2. Mm-hmm. And then you throw, your program throws in some kind of uh, salt from like, like basically an extra character or number or letter or something like that. Um, that completely changes the, the meaning of the hash. So yeah. Um, it makes it just that much harder for your users to uh, to to be breached. So there's lots of stuff that can be done. I, I like what you said about having the the, the password keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I forget. I had one at one point. Um, I think it was just called like password keeper or something like that. Yeah. Just like a, a wallet for your passwords. Right. Um, obviously, but then you are um, you have a, a single point of failure at that point. If they breach that, then they get all your passwords. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least, at least they're diverse. Right. So I mean, it's, it's um, there's some risk there. Yeah. Um, as well. Absolutely. And it's like uh, there's some conflict or like um, I don't want to say conflict, but like just uh, people have different trains of thought on whether whether you should use like the like kind of like the online password managers or like the offline. Uh, I personally use like the offline one that just uh, so it keeps like it's like encrypted. Um, I want to say it's like the AES like two fifty six encryption or something like that. It encrypts the the password file um, on your system, and you can, you know, it just it accesses it directly from your your hard drive or what have you. So I mean, if somebody got into your computer and were they even got that file, they would not be able to get into it without trying to, uh, you know, I guess hack that that encryption, which would again would take years depending on you know whatever uh, password whatever we set on the um, the file um but that password itself should be super secure and super like you know difficult or like should be as difficult as 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 any password you use for anything else it should be more difficult um and according you know obviously along with passwords themselves we've always been talking about this before but you know multi-factor authentication i think that's a big thing nowadays um and that's a great deterrent um even if somebody compromises your passwords if you have like a multi-factor authentication um, that will, a lot of the times I've, I've read stories of 
hackers just kind of they just skip an account. They 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 skip an account that they run across that has a multi-factor. Like they get the password and it it pops up with a multi-factor like prompt, and they're like, oh, never mind. This one has MFA, so I'm not gonna mess with this one. And they go to the next uh, you know uh, person that they they you know whatever account they have access to accounts they have uh, access to. So if you can, uh, that's a good yeah. point though. That's, that's definitely a good point. Like, uh, it, there's no such thing as being 100% secure. Like, it's just not possible. Right. Uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, someone will figure it out. But if you make yourself more difficult, then that's the, is it worth it? Is the, is the juice worth the squeeze, basically? Mm-hmm. Like, instead of instead of working on your account to get your information, let me just go get somebody else who has the, the admin, admin, username, password. Right. Because um, it'd be so much easier to to do that instead. Yeah, man, we're talking absolutely. about all this this salting of passwords and MFA and all this good stuff. I just want you to know, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. make this my studying for today. Like I'm done. I've already come across it a few times. You know, this will be a review day, and that's what we do: right. salting passwords. You know, password length. You know? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Rainbow six, tables. Yep, yep, no, shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that works. Oh, yeah. That works. I think I think that's a, a natural, actually, that's a, a good natural segue. Like, I, I was going to not do the topic three, um, but we're, we're running really good on time. So I think we can talk about it real quick. Yeah. Hey listeners, please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here you'll be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad-free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds, leave us constructive feedback, and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you. Topic three that was not on the run of show any longer was the Nissan moves their source code. Uh, there's a, a ZDNet article um, entitled Nissan Source Code Leaked Online After Git Repo Misconfiguration. Uh, I think the title is a little misleading because what it boils down to was they, they went in there and investigated um, this this uh, Bitbucket Git server or uh, what have you was used for um, collaboration as well as version control of a bunch of different Nissan um, apps, right? So like the mobile app, the assist diagnostics tool, which sounds really important, right? Uh, the dealer portal, the uh, core mobile library, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're all on the server. And guess what the username and password hmm. was? Admin and admin. Oh, what are they doing? The, the, the best combination <laughs> ever. That's right. You ever want to get into a router? Right. Admin, admin. <laughs> That's all you need. That's the go-to. So this this huge corporation, uh, this was as of what two days ago, three days ago. Um, yeah, they they had a server that had um, the default password mm-hmm. still on it that they were using for all their version control. So uh, at this point, they're saying that they didn't lose anything important and that they've already secured the server, uh, so they should be good to go. But as we know, as the weeks uh, progress with all of the um, the fire eye and uh, solar winds, like just because you think you figured out what the uh, what the damage was doesn't mean that that's actual damage. Right. So, in the, in the coming weeks, might it might get worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead, Levon. Go ahead. Any any thoughts? No, I was just thinking about. I know we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about Tesla's the other day. We were talking about them driving, uh, taking control of your car and just driving and you know, <laughs> crazy on the road or something. <laughs> All of a sudden, take over your car. But I, you know, I think Nissan's probably safe from that at, at the moment. But. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's just one of those kind of basic things that I think people should be uh, kind of a, aware of or be um, be thinking about when they, they set up a, a brand new, you know, brand new uh, router, brand new, you know, actually Git, GitHub, um, you know, uh, uh, repository that they, you know, change the default password. You know, the default ad- admin admin is not going to be, uh, obviously not going to be secure. It's like a, a very common uh, username and password for a lot of uh, default username and password for a lot of devices, and just like uh, you know, I don't know it just maybe somebody wasn't thinking, or they were just like trying to make the job easy. Um, there's always that little battle between convenience and like security. Sometimes people are just like, oh, let's keep it admin, admin. Just I don't have to think about it. Everybody knows what the username and password is, 
it's low risk. We don't have anything on here that's like really uh, dangerous or uh, concerning or somebody has access to it. But, you know, uh, at one moment, it, it's not essential, but then the next moment it gets updated. And now you're kind of like, oh, this is actually kind of becoming more uh, important than we realized when we first started putting this uh, repository together. So just, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like one of those things that seems kind of obvious to most people, but um, I think sometimes people just kind of get a little absent-minded or just don't really think about securing their securing their, uh, their access. So, so Ryan, to what you were saying, right? Like they, they say they didn't lose anything. Uh, what, what, did, what did the hacker gain yeah. though, right? So even if they didn't go in there and delete anything to try to set them back, like some of the other stuff they listed that they lost, uh, ver- or that, that that were accessed were various marketing tools, sale, market research tools and data. They they guard that stuff very heavily, right? Like market research. So if so if they go out there and say, hey, this is what people want to see in their vehicles, right? Their market research tells them that. What's to say this wasn't? And again, this is purely speculative, right? It wasn't someone that was working for Honda, you know what I mean, or somebody that went out there and was like, okay, this is what they're looking at for this. So this is what we're going to do, and we're going to beat them to the punch, right? They may not even have been thinking about going this direction. Like uh, maybe Nissan's like, hey, we're going to have a flying car in two years or something like that, right? Just to throw something out there. Honda's like, okay, well, let's beat them to the punch, right? And that's, <laughs> and that's where it's going to hurt, right? Like if you don't sell cars, right. like you're not going to stay in business, right? If someone beats you to the punch mm-hmm. like that. It's the, same, it's the same way that uh, Apple and Samsung go back and forth, right? Like, no, this technology was ours first. No, it was ours first. No, we're going to put it on here. No, we're going to put it on here. That's why they're always right because they're always fighting over yeah. something that they put out that the customers wanted and that's the danger that they have here that they they, they run the yeah. risk of losing what their market research with their pro- they probably paid a firm a pretty pretty penny a pretty penny oh my gosh i am so lousy with my words today a pretty penny you know what i mean so that money's all down the drain right like the, the research firm did their part you just didn't you just didn't protect what was given back to you right so it's not like you can go to them and be like hey give us our five hundred thousand dollars back or whatever it may be you know for this market research we paid you no we did our part but you just didn't protect it so um yeah they may not have lost they may not have lost it to where it was deleted from them but someone else could have that information or whoever the hacker was they can go to honda or whoever you know even ford and be like, hey, I got some of this information that one of your competitors is looking at. How 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 much is it worth to you? You know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I don't even think about the espionage right. aspect of it. Like, yes, they they could sell it to mm-hmm. your competitor. Uh, a good old espionage. Yeah, but, um, they, yeah. I was. Oh no, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was going to say real quick, just that. Uh, yeah, you just got to imagine, just like. You know, Shannon was saying with the whole espionage thing and, uh, you know, you can even find a situation where maybe, uh, you know, you never find out somebody's actually been into the account that just like they're just sitting there just wanted to watch you as you, you enter all this information and, you know, they're, cap- they're, co- they're copying into their database or, cop- you know, copying your plans, your, your, your organizational uh, strategies and all this kind of stuff. And you're like none the wiser. And all of a sudden, all your great ideas are getting uh you know, copied or beaten to the punch or something like that. But I think that's a great, great point right. that, uh, that Shannon brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about the, the whole, and one part of it was it said they lost some parts of the Nissan assist diagnostics tool. Like I was thinking like, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. I was not a programmer um, or, or really a car guy, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of good information you could pull from a diagnostics tool. And then how, what happens if you, reverse engineer some of that can you weaponize it like can i use that to uh somehow start a vehicle up or somehow um uh disable it like i don't know like i'm sure those systems are separate but as, as again as we saw the past couple of weeks like these things stack on top of each other like as you breach one system there's the ability to then get to yeah for systems. sure so it's pretty crazy right. stuff yeah absolutely all right. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we snuck that one in there because uh, I'm hoping next week there's some, some more crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, we could have held that one for another week, but, you know, let's put it out there. And then maybe next week there'll be a little bit more information. Like maybe they'll come out and say, um, you know, we, we lost more stuff. I'm surprised they didn't deface their um, their, their web pages or their server or something like that. But I guess they, 
they're like, ah, we'll just go in here, take right. a peek, take a little, little look, see. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You never know if somebody's going to put some like propaganda or something on your, uh, you know, make you look bad. That's a good point that, you know, never know if, if they're going to, uh, I don't know, all of a sudden they, they post some, some new, new, uh, you know, porn, porn shots of nudity on their, on your, uh, GitHub or your your website or what have you to make you kind of look bad. All of a sudden, it seems like your uh, your company's up to no good. I might I might suddenly get interested in Nissan's though. If that was the case, yeah, definitely. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're you're on Nissan website every day. You're like, huh? Hope, I hope they update it. <laughs> My wife will be like, "You car shopping every day? What's the next update? What's the next update? Nissan's, boy, I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> right, baby. Don't get mad. So baby, don't get mad when you hear this. Don't get mad. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh my god! All right. So I think that brings us to the natural uh, session, uh, where we dive deep, deep into the world of important uh, news information, uh, and what we call. What are we playing? What are we playing this week, Devon? We are all up to this. Uh, we're playing uh, playing some batois, as I so eloquently called it last uh, last week. The Breath of the Wild on the on the Nintendo Switch. We're playing that quite a bit, trying to uh, trying to farm these these characters on here, get some up, upgrade some of my my armor pieces. But uh, besides that, playing a little Destiny on the Xbox Series X and. Um, I haven't uh, haven't turned on the PlayStation Five in the last week here, but um, I'm still gonna get back into the uh, Miles Morales Spider Man. I gotta gotta get back in that because um, that's a really good game. Um, yeah, that's what I've been playing. See, you guys, uh, see, Levon, been hit now up any games I think up? I understand why some countries may not like us because we have the ability. To do these great things like <laughs> play PlayStation Fives, and we just don't do it for a week. We like ah, nah, we just let that collect some dust, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? People out here, like, you know what I mean? People get to charge thousands of dollars for PS Fives. You're just like, nah, I ain't even played it. PS Five? Do I have? Do I have one of those? Is what you want? Right. <laughs> do I even have one? <laughs> let me look at my. Uh... Yeah, my game room, and let me see all my stuff, my collection. It's, it's in the West. Oh, there's a PS5 here. That's right. <laughs> this is I, the got West PS6 I haven't in gone here. in there in a week, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I have to ask the butler what it looks like in there. How's my game systems in there? Hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm living a, uh, the, the good life over here. Living a California life. Got nothing but beaches and and butlers and West Wings and <laughs> game systems, <laughs> all the above. All the above. That, yeah. That's what's up, man. Like, I, I think I'm gonna. I think that's gonna be my week this week. I think I'm gonna take a break. Like, I, I still got to keep pressing forward with the the whole getting my CCNA um, CEs, but um, <laughs> there really is no but. I have to do that. But <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Like, <laughs> I'm already tired. Of of the uh, the study, uh, it's all interesting stuff. But I would rather play uh, The Last of Us. Yeah, um, which I I probably play that tonight after the Bills game. That's, that's, that there's the plan. Watch the Bills beat the Colts, and then I'm gonna move on to The Last of Us Part Two. That's it's such a good game, man. You're gonna really uh, I think you're really gonna enjoy it. As obviously, I know you already enjoyed it, but it's gonna be uh, it like it never. Uh, you know, never gets bad. It's, 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 the, it's a great game the whole way through. I was really impressed with it, and the story is pretty, uh, pretty badass. Yeah, that's what's up. I, I've been playing. I've been dabbling with a little bit of a Among Us as well, uh, which I have really <laughs> faith in humanity. Because um, I'm like, how do juries juries work? <laughs> how, do, how do how do they they get it right? Because in, in this game, I've heard of it. I've uh, I don't know if you ever played it, played it Shannon. You ever play uh, Among Us or, or heard of it? It's hilarious, man. Like it's it's a it's a really simple game. Like uh, I think it's like what five or six people all, mm-hmm. all playing together. You got these little these little characters with different colors, and you, you run around a they could be a spaceship or whatever, doing these tasks. And there's one murderer, 
And then murderer's job is obviously to, to blend in and um, pick people off. And then uh, as they're doing that, if you discover a body or you want to call a meeting, you can hit the button and then you can be like, oh, green, green's the killer. You're like, how oh, you know green's the killer? You're like, oh, I saw a green kill orange in, in the kitchen or something like that. So orange is dead, orange can't talk anymore. Uh, so then you all get together, you all vote on who you think is the killer. And then once all the votes are in, uh, if it was the killer, you, you win. If it wasn't the killer, that person gets ejected and then you go right back to playing. Mm-hmm. So, so usually most games, you don't get the killer right off the bat. So like I, I've had, I've seen it where, where um, the, the killer is the one calling in the dead bodies and he's getting people kicked yeah. off. He's like, no, 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 it was green. Right. It was green. I saw it. Right. <laughs> And he slowly, slowly took up the wait, whole team. Yeah. There's no evidence. Like, yeah. This is I not see like some a play that. at all. Like, there's no evidence. Like, nah, that's what I saw, right? Like, right. I wouldn't have come for uh, yeah. It's a, yeah. I some of the yeah, most it's, unreliable. It's all here, saying. <laughs> also the court case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it is hilarious, man. Like, you'll see people. Uh, there, there's an a infamous video out there of uh, Soldier Boy. He's kind of the one who made it uh, blow up. So like the game's been out for years on PC, and then uh, I guess Soldier Boy streams video games now, playing them. And it, it, the video is actually funny because he he kills somebody in front of the dude, and he's screaming, uh, "That's Cap! That's Cap!" He just keeps saying like, "You're a liar! You're lying!" But everybody's trying to kill Soldier Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and like that blew up, and then it, the whole game just blew up. So um, the developers were actually making the sequel to it. And they stopped, and they just started working on the first one again. And right, more robust because they they got na- millions of yeah. people jump on the game. Yeah, that became super popular so, overnight. Pretty... Yeah, so it's, it's super funny, man. If you if you can get a group of your friends together to play it, it's cross platform. You can play it right now on PC and on uh, Switch. And if you get a, a, a group of your friends, okay. it's hilarious. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's uh, I've, I've only got a chance to watch some people play it, like on uh, I think like Twitch or something. Um, and uh, it is like it is pretty entertaining just to, to watch the interaction. It's very like you know, it's it's all about those conversations. It's not like much you know gameplay per se. I say you just run around and then like you you know you might do some operations yeah. here and there within uh, like the space center or whatever you're at. And um, but then you know it's all about I think called like the sus. Or, yeah, that person looks sus is the is like the phrase yeah. people like to use. <laughs> Because it looks suspe- uh, suspicious. Because they've been like you were in this one particular area where somebody died, and they're gonna like question you when when you have like a emergency meeting. Uh, so I think it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting game. It's definitely like unique. I don't think there's anything like that out there, and uh, it seems uh, seems pretty fun. I might have to check it out sometime. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Let me know. Uh, we can we can jump on. Like it doesn't take any skill at all. It's it's all about those um, right uh, personal interactions, like. Um, it's hilarious. Just yeah. Just like, <laughs> um, like uh, I, I've, I've to, uh, not to talk about it forever, but I made a mistake. I didn't know how to play the game yet, and I was the murderer, and I know the controls. I was like right in the middle. Like as soon as you know, uh, if you watch the videos, like it starts out <laughs> the same room, I literally just <laughs> the person. They're like, quick, hold a meeting. We can... <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, mercy meeting. <laughs> Like, I think we know who did it. <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Funny stuff. But uh but okay. I appreciate y'all, you know, showing up and talking. Uh it, it's funny, I've been listening to a lot of my um uh podcasts, my weekly podcast, and they all pre-recorded stuff. So they're like talking about stuff in the past. Um so we, we stayed relevant. So I think okay. that's pretty good. I, I like that we made it work for our schedules. Um because now I expect not not this week, but next week when they all come out, they're all going to be talking about what happened at the uh, the Capitol. So they're going to be like mm-hmm. a week or two behind because they they made episodes right. you know before Christmas to cover this period of time. Yeah, yeah, I so, forgot about that as well. Yeah, so no, that's that's what's up. Um, any any last alibis? Anybody got anything to share or talk about before we uh, conclude? Yeah, I don't think anything uh, at the moment. I'm sure we'll have some more uh, more stuff to talk talk about next week. Yeah. Okay, definitely. 
So uh, as always, you can find us on the, uh, the website, www.theothersideofthefirewall.com. Uh, uh, obviously the Patreon, where this episode will go live tomorrow, and last week's episode will uh, then hit free feeds. Um, you have our Twitter, which is at underscore firewall. Uh, you have the Facebook, which is uh, the other side of the firewall. Um, and then we have a page and a group. So the, the page obviously is for advertising, pushing things out, but the group uh, is the community around um, the podcast where you can give us your input. Uh, you can you can talk to each other. I think I'm going to start putting the articles in the group to have that discussion. Um, not the, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I got to figure it out. Like, do I talk about what we're currently talking about? Or do I talk about what hit the free feeds? Got to think about that one. Um, but I definitely want to start getting feedback. Like I'm trying to get somebody to send us a voicemail because I think that'd be cool uh, to answer people's questions um, and you know see mm-hmm. see what they think about the show. Uh, then you can find me on Twitter. I'm Rye Rye Security Guy. Uh, I'll be, I'm doing a little tweeting. Like right now, Twitter is pretty much filled with <laughs> this week's events. So. Uh, nobody's really going to try to come see me for cybersecurity news when you got people yeah. running around <laughs> Vikings, uh, and what have you. Like that's that's, mm-hmm. that's the entertainment right now. Uh, Levon, I, I'm going to stick yours in here one of these days so I can just read it for you. Oh, so good. Your, uh, yeah, just put a name at Levon Maynard. Uh, L-E-V-O-N Maynard. M-A-Y-N-A-R-D. If you just if you want to hit me up in private, if you want to hit me on the DMs, you can hit me up on there. Not joking. But if uh, you can, obviously. For all our stuff here, I'd love to everybody hit up our, um, you know, hit up our uh, um, other side of the firewall uh, form so we can kind of collaborate. But if you just want to send something to me, that's my that's my information as well. Yeah, and uh, also I, I do a little bit of advertising on LinkedIn. Like, uh, I, I obviously I, I keep it just like show notes. Like, hey, this episode just dropped. Here are the notes, and uh, I got some positive feedback. I had a, a couple people ask. A little bit more about the podcast, what day does it, does nice. it come out, things of that nature. So uh, I think LinkedIn is also a good source. Um, and then there's a lot of relevant cybersecurity news that drops on LinkedIn um, that uh, I, I try to not retweet, but um, share, I, I guess, Yeah. Um, through that channel. So we're, we're, we're building up. We're doing stuff. Uh, sooner or later, we'll have a YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel, I should say. Sooner or later, we'll have content on it. I'm still, that's a work in progress. Uh, if you're out there, you're you're a YouTube wizard. I, I definitely could use your help because I don't know what I'm doing on there. So, uh, right, but with that said, y'all be easy, be safe. Episode, I appreciate, I appreciate you, Ryan. Hey, listeners, please remember that you can support this podcast directly by becoming members of the show's Patreon. Here, you will be able to listen to the podcast seven days early, completely ad free. However, in these trying times, we understand that you may not be able to become a Patreon just yet. In that case, please listen to the show once it's available on free feeds, leave us constructive feedback, and share with your blurred friends and family. Thank you.